Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fulcrum Strategies Healthcare Update. I'm Ron Harrigan. Over the last few months, Congress has been working on legislation to address the issue of surprise billing. As most of you know, a surprise bill happens when a patient receives services at a hospital that is in their insurance network, but receives a related bill from a doctor that isn't in their network. Oftentimes, especially with emergency medicine, radiology, and anesthesia, the patient doesn't get to choose the doctor who cares for them. They have no way to avoid this surprise bill. When the doctor is not in the insurance company's network, the patient's benefits are often less, their financial responsibility greater, and the physician can balance bill the patient up to bill charges if they choose to do so. This situation has received a great deal of attention and may be one of the few things in Washington, D.C. that has bipartisan support right now. I mean, who wouldn't want to protect people from getting a surprise bill? The federal legislation being discussed would limit the payment doctors could receive for the services they provide and would eliminate the doctor's ability to balance bill the patient. Patient advocate groups applaud this approach as a measure to protect patients. Insurance companies also applaud this approach as a way to control healthcare costs. Physicians and hospitals are challenged by this approach and call it a win for insurance companies. They also call it government rate setting. So who's right? Well, as is so often the case in hotly debated issues, to some degree, both sides are right. Now, I'm not going to argue that some hospital-based groups haven't taken advantage of their position. Some groups have avoided negotiating with insurance companies because it was in their financial best interest to be out of network, so they could aggressively bill patients who end up in their hospital. There are enough anecdotal horror stories about huge bills to show us that this has happened. I, too, think that something should be done to help those patients and address these truly egregious practices by a few bad actors. My issue with the proposed legislation is one of balance. Some of the proposed solutions are an overcorrection and will provide insurance companies with a huge stick that they will gladly use to punish hospital-based doctors. This overcorrection may produce side effects that are worse than the problems they're trying to solve. Consider this scenario. Let's say the government passes into law a bill that sets the maximum payment at the payer's median contracted rate, as some of the proposed bills would do. Armed with this new federal law, the payers could terminate their current contracts with hospital-based physicians that have the highest reimbursement rates. This would reduce the median contracted rate and allow them to pay each of these now non-contracted groups at a significantly lower reimbursement. This would give insurance companies a huge increase in their profits at the expense of physician salaries. Furthermore, the insurance companies would have no reason ever to negotiate rates with hospital-based groups again. Now, before you scoff at the idea, understand that we're starting to see this happen already. More on that later. This reduction in physician compensation could have some very serious negative side effects. What if emergency medicine groups reduce staffing levels to compensate for the loss of income? Wouldn't that produce longer wait times in the emergency departments? What if radiology groups were forced to stop hiring subspecialty trained radiologists because of the loss in revenue? Wouldn't that reduce quality? What if anesthesia groups stopped staffing rural hospitals that were no longer financially viable? These are very real possibilities, and to be honest, more likely probabilities. 
if this happens, aren't we just trading one problem for another, another potentially worse problem? At this point, you're probably saying, well, that won't actually happen. I mean, insurance companies won't take advantage of this law this way. Unfortunately, they will. A recent survey by the American Society of Anesthesiologists found that 42% of respondents had had contracts terminated by insurance companies in the last six months. Additionally, 43% of respondents experienced dramatic payment cuts from insurers, in some cases as much as 60%. This activity is going on before the law has been passed. Can you imagine what it's going to be like after one gets passed? Right now, I have 16 hospital-based groups on, among my client list. In the last four, four months, half of them have received a termination letter from a payer. Each one of those situations, the payer demanded a significant reduction in reimbursement in order to avoid being thrown out of the payer's network. So what's the answer? Balance. A balanced approach is almost always the best answer. Congress should make sure that any law that is passed to protect patients from a surprise bill also protect doctors from draconian actions by insurance companies. Make sure the bill has an easy way for external review or arbitration. Make sure that the process includes things like looking at past contractual rates, differences in patient severities, and hospital payer mix. Don't give the insurance companies a club with which to beat physicians about the head and face, and don't reward this kind of heavy-handed behavior. Consider network adequacy requirements to make sure that payers still have an incentive to negotiate in good faith with doctors that staff our hospitals. Balance. That's the answer. Look, if we don't get this right, we could find ourselves with the problem of balanced billing being a thing of the past and the problem of understaffed hospitals and a reduction in clinical quality staring us directly in the face. Let's not trade one problem for another and one that could be potentially worse. Thank you.